Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, here with an exciting revisiting of the morning show. I've been thinking about bringing the morning show back to life. It's something I used to do back in the day. Uh, its origins are just kind of whatever. Uh, they were born on Facebook, uh, just during the COVID times and maybe even before that, I would occasionally do a live video on Facebook. Uh, first thing in the morning and I would call it the morning show. And, uh, it was nerve wracking because I did it live, you know, and I guess I'm kind of doing it live now, but I'm recording it on Zoom. Uh, thank you, Zoom, for just being the easiest thing in the world to use. And, uh, so yeah, bringing the morning show back. And that is because there's just too much to talk about in the food scene for me to confine it to just one podcast a week. So I'm going to try to do the morning show strictly for my own, um, newsletter subscribers and do it every day if I can. We'll see about that. Um, and so today is Monday, September 27th, 2021. And, uh, the big question every Monday is who's open for lunch? And, uh, the lunch, lunch options are definitely limited on Mondays, but I'm going to give you one recommendation for lunch and that is that Nani's rotisserie chicken is open for lunch. And Nani's, I talk about it a lot. I eat their food a lot. I really love it. I've started bringing food tours there. For the food tour, we get their, generally get their chicken salad and a piece, little piece of their, uh, house-made flatbread and both are delicious. Like I watch my tour takers, I hand them this chicken salad and they're all like in their eyes and in their hearts and minds. I can see inside them and read their thoughts and they are thinking chicken salad. I thought we signed up for a fancy food tour. And then I just, I tell them that this is the best chicken salad in town and they are skeptical and they eat it and then they agree a hundred percent of the time. And so uh, if you want to try their chicken salad today on Monday, I recommend that very highly. Now it's not just all about lunch, although that is my favorite meal of the day. There's also stuff called breakfast and dinner. And for breakfast, you can always get uh biscuit head. Biscuit head is open every Monday for breakfast. Uh, no matter what part of town you live in, there's a biscuit head to service you. And uh, for dinner, I'm going to say, don't forget that storm rum bar is open for dinner every Monday. Um, they are closed on Wednesdays. And so they're open Monday and Tuesday, a little bit of a different spin on things. And so, but that's great because it can be hard to find a place to eat on Monday in Asheville. And let me tell you, Tuesday and Wednesday are not that much easier. And we'll check in tomorrow with some tips about those days. And um, in, ter in terms of the weather, if you're going to walk anywhere today, it's going to be a little bit warm for this guy. It's going to be 70, a high of 79 degrees. Now, to me, I see 79 and I think, well, that's 80. And when I think 80, I'm like, well, that's going to feel like 90 to me. So I'll be hot today walking around. Um, and if it, but if you like it 79 degrees hot, you go right ahead. Take yourself a walk because there is actually no greater time of year than fall in the mountains of Western North Carolina. I, I love it. The weather is fantastic. I spent a lot of the weekend in my yard. I, uh, I bought some plants at B 
B Barnes. They were having a 70% off sale. So my mom and I went out there and got some plants and I dug some holes and I planted some plants. And I want to encourage everybody to plant, plant plants. You know, don't, don't, don't skimp on the greenery. We need as much as we can as <laughs> well. The world gets hotter and hotter. Um, all right. So that, that was the weather report and, um, and your tips on where to eat on Monday. And now I just want to talk a little bit about Chow Chow. I went to Chow Chow last night. I went to the last Chow Chow event. Um, if you're not familiar with Chow Chow, it's an annual food event, uh, here in Asheville. It's the biggest, I would say predominant food event in Asheville, although it started in 2019 with a big outdoor festival, and then 2020 came, and it was totally effed up because of that, and then they retooled it, and this time it happened in smaller groups. I mean, the world was open when Chow Chow started up again in 2021, and now it's close back down a little bit, but here in Asheville, North Carolina, we've got a high vaccination rate and people don't mind wearing masks and stuff like that. And so we feel pretty safe with each other, you know, hanging around each other. Um, and so Chow Chow has, has been this time just a ton of small events that took place over about three months. And they, I, I was unable to attend any of them. And that kind of sucked for me because, you know, I like to attend food events and this, these chow chow events were some of the biggest and some of the best, or they weren't big in terms of, um, no attendees because they were kept fairly small. Um, but they were some of the most important food events of the year. Can I, am I allowed to say that? Cause I just did. And, uh, you know, and this year they really tried to be, uh, like really diverse and inclusive. And, you know, show the true face of Asheville's food scene and not just the upper echelon of Asheville's food scene. And, and you know, there, there's always been attempts to do that at Chow Chow. And this year they just went full bore into it. And it was great as a result of that. <laughs> like, I say diversity just makes everything more fun. If you want to put it in purely selfish terms, like I would rather be at a diverse event because I'll be personally having more fun. Um, and so uh, this year they really knocked it out of the park according to everybody I talked to because I was unable to attend the events. As I said, I was just like out of town or working or I had um, no vehicle to get out. And a lot of them happened out on farms and stuff like that. So hard for me to just on my own get to an event that's way out of town because I don't drive. Um, and so, but I ran into uh, one of the organizers of Chow Chow uh, outside of Nani's Rotisserie Chicken, actually. She was waiting for her lunch about a week or so ago. Um, and she asked me if I'd ever, if I, what, what was up? Why, why wasn't like, she cut to the chase. She offered me tickets to the very last Chow Chow. And I was like, well, where is it? And she said, it's at the Funkatorium. Ding, ding, I can walk to the Funkatorium from my house and say what you will about Funkatorium. And I know that Asheville has a lot to say about it, but the, uh, the cultura food aspect of Funkatorium is, 
is just fantastically good and run by amazingly good people. And I'm a full bore, 100% supporter of the food. I don't drink at all. I'm sure the beer is awesome too. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the food is fantastic at Cultura and the Funkatorium. And so that's where the Chow Chow event was. It was one of their storyteller events. And that means that before every course, uh, the, uh, a chef and a storyteller would sit on a stool. And my friend Jonathan Ammons was the MC. And there were four courses, maybe five. I was a little bit late because I, I missed the cocktail hour intentionally. Um, and, uh, John would introduce the folks on the stage and then storyteller would tell their story and then hand it over to the chef. And generally the chefs would say like five words and hand the mic back to Jonathan. Um, chefs are not the most talkative people you're going to meet a lot of times. And, uh, but it was really interesting. And I, I don't want to name any of the storytellers or chefs because I won't be able to name them all. And then I'll feel bad that I left some out, but you can totally uh, see the program. I took a picture of the whole program and posted it on my Facebook page. So you can see it there. Um, so uh, the storytelling was great. Like just the awesome aspect of the dinner. And this was a big dinner. There had to be a, over well over a hundred people there. Um, and as I said, I felt safe around everybody because what the hell I've got my vaccination and people were kind of wearing masks and, and not, you know, it's like a hodgepodge when you're out there in the Asheville world, but the people not wearing masks are generally not doing it out of disrespect for the people wearing masks. They're doing it because they're busy shoving food in their faces and you can't do that with a mask on. And then they'll get up to go to the bathroom and they'll forget to wear their mask while they're traversing the space. And, and when I say they, I mean me. I did that a bunch of times. Sorry, world. I can't remember to slip that thing on and off every time, although I try. I do try. Um, and so, chow chow. The food was fantastic. Um, as I said, I don't want to name any of the chefs lest I miss one. And, uh, but the food was very good. Uh, there was a, an amuse bouche and an appetizer and a salad that was very spicy and good and sweet potatoes and, and raw collards, which I don't usually eat. And these have been massaged to death. So they were like about the texture of a piece of linguine, I would say. Weird comparison, but yeah. Um, and, uh, the, um, the main course was a pork, was a beef belly, treated like pork belly. It was, uh, well, it was a piece of brisket <laughs> and uh, two pieces in a dish. And it was really, really tasty and spicy. Everything was kind of spicy last night. And then right before the dessert, um, the, one of the p folks sitting at the table with me, it was communal seating. And one of the folks was like, Ask me, what, what's your favorite kind of dessert? And I said, I have to say cake and ice cream. Like, give me cake and ice cream, and I'm happy every time. And then what comes out of the kitchen but a little plate, like a little tiny version of cake and ice cream. It was like a tiny little piece of cake, or not even a piece. It was like a tiny little cake. And, like, when I say tiny, I mean tiny. And um, a little itty-bitty scoop of ice cream, and it was delicious. And I'll tell you, when you're uh, serving folks a five-course meal, you do not have to serve them a full-size dessert. 
Um, you can if you want, and a lot of it will get left behind. But I, I think, you know, I left. I was very full, uh, like full, full, but I wasn't, like, stuffed and miserable. And that's not really the goal with these things, to stuff yourself till you're miserable, which can happen, does happen. And then there's the, what we call the, the point of diminishing returns where your joy turns to pain. And yeah. Um, so any hoodles, uh, that was the chow chow event. I saw a ton of people I knew, uh, Jonathan, of course, and then Stephen Goff, Shay Brown. Um, I, I, like just so many people, I can't even list them. Stephen Pruitt sat down with me and it was great. And it's just so weird, man. Like I hadn't seen Stefan in forever. Like I saw him once, I think over the COVID year and Stefan's a guy usually spend a lot of time around in the normal days, you know, going out to lunch and stuff like that. And we're just good friends. And one of the things I love about Stefan is that uh, he's easy to talk to. And when he sat down with me for the first few minutes, man, it was like, ah, on my part, like, I'm just not as acclimated to socializing. And it took me a minute, like, to get out of this awkward initial stage and just relax and, you know, be like, man, this is my good friend, Stefan. And enjoy my time with him, which I did tremendously. Like, as soon as I got over that, it was like, poof, it was gone. But it's so weird. And uh, I want to cut myself some slack in that area and cut, and you guys as well, cut yourselves some slack in that area. If you are feeling awkward at first when you're out in the world, it's no wonder we had a very weird 2021 and it's not quite, or 2020, and it's not quite over, so 2021 been weird too. Um, but it was great to socialize and to be around people again. Um, and so I'm, I'm super happy for that. And I hope that y'all get a chance to do that too. I know that you have your various degrees of comfort and immunity and all of that stuff that you have to take into consideration. So I, you know, like when the time is right for you, I hope that you're able to get back into it. Now, um, I just want to do a little bit of food news, although I don't want to jump the gun on my segment of food news that I do on the regular Food Fans podcast. But uh, here on the morning show, I just want to remind you that Vegan Fest is this Sunday, October 3rd. So strap on your vegan outfit and get on down there and eat some vegan food, meet some vegans. If you are a vegan, You'll be amongst your people. If you're not a vegan, I'm sure you're not opposed to eating food that doesn't contain an animal element. So get on down there and have some vegan food. And if you're like uh, vegan curious, like you're thinking about becoming a vegan for whatever reason, health, politics, kindness of your heart, whatever it is, get on down to Vegan Fest and, and there'll be plenty of people that'll help you make that transition, that'll want to help you make that transition. So go ahead and do that. Get down to Vegan Fest this Sunday, October 3rd. And then I want to say coming up is a, is a event that has a wonderful name and I'm looking forward to seeing more promotions of it and attending myself if I am able. And that is Pickle Palooza is coming on November 14th. And, uh, I don't really know much about it. I'm going to guess the name says it all. It's going to be Pickle Fest. And, uh, that's 
something that uh, people have been talking about for a long time. I'm going to guess that the that pickle, in quotes, also includes fermenting and other kind of uh, preserving methods because um, there is a big fermenting scene in this town. I'm going to say if Pickle Fest doesn't include the fermenting folks, then they're going to be a like maybe a gunfight in downtown between the picklers and the fermenters and be like, yeah, you better include us, man. Um, so yeah, no rivalries between those two. We hope they come together at Pickle Palooza and that the whole world will come together at Pickle Palooza and just have a pickly good time. And then, uh, final thing I wanted to mention was, um, there was no final thing. I thought there was a final thing. Um, so anyways, the, the big question of the day every day on Mondays besides who's open, but it's related is what's for lunch. And I'm not sure what's for lunch at my house. I have one hot dog in my refrigerator and I might just eat a hot dog for lunch and stay home. Or I might order from Kickback. I, I haven't ordered from Kickback yet this week. And so I like to order once or twice from Kickback to keep myself involved with the delivery scene, which is something I really enjoy, uh, the delivery scene here in Asheville. So maybe I'll do kickback. What are your suggestions? You can always leave comments on these podcasts and leave your suggestions for lunch on Mondays. Um, all right, folks. Well, that's it for the morning show today on Monday, September 27th, 2021. My name is Stu Helm, the food fan. And thanks for listening. Please subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, today, every subscription, every paid subscription, I will donate 50% of that money to Trans Mission Asheville, Trans with a Z. And that is a organization that helps non-binary people. And so that's my, it's my NGO of choice these days. And I will continue to donate money to them throughout the year. But today, Paid subscriptions, 50% will go to uh, Transmission Asheville. And that's my sub-stack newsletter. All right, folks, thanks a lot. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning on the next episode of The Morning Show. Bye.